Matey, are you looking for a new multi-pool to point your miners at? Aye. Well, set sail and join us at omelets.com today. Huh? Be ye X11, Scripps, or ye old Shaw 256. We've got elbows for every scurvy dog in the sea. We'll automatically mine the most profitable coin and pay out in supernet coins like Bitcoin Dark, VPN Coin, Opal Coin, Fibercoin, and Theracoin! So if you're low on booty, dock your ship in the harbor at oldnuts.com and get you some coins today! Be sure to stay tuned for a completely new Altnuts coming the first week of April. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday's Simple Security. Uh, today we'll be speaking about VPNs, mm-hmm. virtual, virtual private networks. Is that what it stands for, Colin? Exactly. And uh, we'll be uh, explaining why you need them, you know, why it's good to use them, uh, possibly how to use them. I hope, Colin. Yeah. And uh, every everything involved in VPNs. Uh, so, getting to the most basic part of VPNs, Colin, what, what, why, why do I need a VPN? A VPN helps keep you anonymous on the internet and protects a lot of your information, which is crucial nowadays with all this revelation about the NSA. Hey, don't say that too loud. <laughs> Will do. But but I got a firewall. What? I got a firewall. Doesn't that protect me from my VPN, from uh, those NSA guys? No, that uh, protects you from applications on your computer getting through without permission, but it doesn't protect you from let's say, somebody knowing your IP address from which they can go to your carrier and figure out exactly who you are, where you live. So my computer gets an IP address and they could track me through that? Yes. So so what does v- VPN do to my IP address so, so that they, they can't track me through that? Uh, what it does is... It connects you to the internet, uh, every application on your computer, through, uh, it's sort of like an intermediary between your computer and the internet. Does it change my IP address? Yes, it does. What, uh, so, the I, huh? What does it change it to? The IP address of the VPN itself, so what people will be able to see is that you are connecting through a VPN, but they won't be able to tell who's connecting to it. They won't be able to tell the IP address uh, after the VPN's IP address, if that makes sense. So it's it's like a fake IP address, but real somewhere else. Yes. Right, so, so if I'm connected through another IP address which is real somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Won't they be able to track, 
track that IP address to wherever that VPN is located, that, that virtual private network is located. And then from there, ask that person who's connected to them. Yes, and there are several features of VPNs that help prevent this. Uh, one is called IP sharing, in which multiple computers connect to the VPN and they all look like they have the same IP address, so that even the VPN provider, the person who's hosting the VPN server, can't identify which one of the computers necessarily connected to that particular website. Okay. Uh, from, but but what, what if they go to that person, right, that's providing this VPN service, mm -hmm. and they say, listen, I have a subpoena. I need you to tell me who's connecting to your servers. What, what then? I mean, that, then that, that person has to give up your information, right? What, what, would it be possible to add multiple VPNs? So that we, you know, you would have to send them on a, on a goose chase? Yes, it's possible. Uh, IP sharing is really great, though, because even the person who has the VPN, they can't provide that information to them. Uh, at most, they'll be able to say, okay, it's one of these 10 people, but we don't know which one. Ah, so you're saying that person will not give up your information, which makes them very trusted. If you have, They won't be able to if you're using IP sharing. They'll be able to tell that it's one of ten people, but that's the most they'll be able to tell. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this IP sharing stuff? It's like multiple computers connecting to the same VPN server. Right. Multiple clients connect to it. And so people can tell that the VPN server is accessing all these different websites and they can tell that it's transmitting data to all these different locations, but it can't tell you which location necessarily connected to which website at which point in time. So it's got, it's got like a mixer. Yeah, pretty much. That's interesting. I mean, I know this hacker guy, and he probably would use like seven VPNs, different ones. And yeah, that's good too. And, and different locations. So you would have a VPN from Russia, a VPN from China, a VPN from Italy. The most far out VPN providers he can find and then, and then layer them on top of each other. So you connect to one and then you connect to, once he's inside that one, you connect to another one. And it, it, it kind of sends anybody on a wild goose chase if they were looking for him. Yeah. By the time you get to your IP address, they would have had to go through all those people to find out who you are. Now imagine each one of them is doing uh, IP sharing. So if I wanted to find a VPN service, a good one, IP sharing is one of the, the things I'm looking for. Yeah, definitely. Any other features I should be looking for when searching for a good VPN provider? Yeah, uh, one thing you want to look for is good... Uh good transfer protocols. Oh, whoa, that sounds dirty. What, what's that? <laughs> That's like 
that's sort of the set of rules computers use to communicate to each other uh, back and forth. And when using a VPN, these protocols usually involve different encryption techniques. And some of them are stronger, some of them are weaker. Speaking like a whole different language now. I have no idea what you're talking about. What, what, what's, a, what's a transfer protocol? I mean, are there multiple different types of transfer protocols? Should I be looking yes. for one specific? Yeah, uh, IP2 is really good. Uh, but the best one, in my opinion, is OpenVPN. OpenVPN is a transfer protocol? Uh, it's more like a series of transfer protocols that can be used. Uh, it provides different options. What, what, what's the definition of a protocol? So, so we get that, that out of the way. What, what, let's get that clear. I don't. What's a protocol? I mean, I know cops use protocols. I'm not fond of cops. Uh, in computing, a protocol is a set of rules in which computers use to communicate with each other. Uh, set of rules. See, I don't like rules. All right. So, so it's it's a it's a set of rules. All right. So, so different protocols would have different set of rules. Yes. For transmission. Exactly. Right, so, and, and there there would be different types of transmissions to get to uh, accomplish different. Things like one transmission might be more for privacy. Maybe another transmission might be more for speed. Am I right? Or am I just guessing? No, you're right. And some provide more privacy than others. Some are sort of mixed between privacy and speed. And so it's sort of a balancing act depending on exactly what you need it for. Okay. Uh, So so you, you were saying open VPN is something I should be looking for also now? Yeah, open VPN protocols are very strong. All right, so we want we want IP sharing and we want open VPN. Yes. And any any other features of a VPN that I should be looking for? Uh no logs is a good one. I mean, or if, if, I, if I go out today and I want to buy a VPN service, which you have to buy them, right? Yes. Are there any free ones out there I could use? There are a few ones, but uh, to be honest, they're not the best. All right, I could understand. Free is never, never really the best. All right, All right so, so I'm looking for open VPN and IP sharing. What, what else am I looking for? How about, how about location of VPNs? Is, is that important? I mean, would I want a, a VPN service here in the United States where they're subject to all these ugly laws? No, you would not. So what, what country do you think I should shoot for when I'm looking for a VPN service? What you're looking for is any country that doesn't force VPN services to keep logs, uh, which is a log of... They're keeping logs? Some of them do, yes. Not all of them, but some of them. And what do these logs say? What what are they keeping logs of? My IP address and where I go and what I do? Some of them, yes. Others just keep logs of how much time you spent. Others don't keep any logs at all. Oh, so... just time? Is it just time, or is there other factors that they log? Do they do they know where I'm going? Do they log that? It depends on which VPN you choose. Like if I go to Uporn, are they going to know I'm on Uporn? Depends on if they're using IP sharing or not. If they're using IP sharing, they know somebody is on Uporn, but they don't know who. 
All right, good to know. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> so you, so uh, IP share. So, what country are you, you you think we should uh, aim for? Is Russia? I, I would think that Russia is a pretty secure. Like I would, I wouldn't go to China, right? They they have some uh, some really strict rules over there. I think probably stricter than the United States. I would probably look for a country that has very loose rules, right? Yes. So, I would I would personally pick Russia. Uh, or or maybe maybe Italy, right? Uh, I don't really know which countries have what laws off the top of my head, but it's this is all stuff you can look up when you're researching which VPN you want to choose. What what VPN service do you recommend? What what do you use? Right now, uh, it looks like the best one is NordVPN. N O R D, like Nord, yes. but with a D. Yes. Is that like Nord.com? Uh, NordVPN.com, I believe, but you'll have to check that one. Hmm. All right. NordVPN. I'm checking it right now. NordVPN, you're right. NordVPN.com. Awesome. You had them memorized. Right. Uh, yeah, very professional. It's about uh, $3 a month. Uh, forty uh, four point two. Who does that? Four point two dollars. Hey, four point two dollars a month for for six months. Twenty five dollars a half a year. Thirty six dollars a year. Thirty six dollars a year for privacy sounds like a deal. Oh yeah. I'd get like five five of these things. Uh, I know they're based in uh, Panama, which has very loose rules. Uh, they don't keep logs, they use IP sharing, and they have something they call double encryption, where when you're actually accessing them, you're going through two VPNs. Oh. Which is really cool. That's that's like doing the work for me. Yeah, part of it. Nice. How hard is it to set up one of these VPNs? Because now, now, now we know what a VPN is, and we know why we need it. How hard is it to set one of these things up? I know it's not, it's it's complicated enough messing around with my firewall. To be honest, it's a little bit easier than messing around with a firewall. If if I were to sign up and get this right now, what would I have to do to install this? Different VPNs are a little bit different. Some of them require a special client. Others you can do just from your computer settings uh, if you have a username and password. I believe NordVPN has a client because it uses the OpenVPN protocols. So, so there's a client that they give you? Yes. So is that like a software piece of a program? It comes yeah, down. Piece of software that you install on your computer, and then once it's installed, that's it. And then I click the go button, and boom. Yep. All right, that sounds nice. I like that. That does sound easy. How about installation of the software? Is it? Should I put it on my C drive in my root directory? You know where where all my other files are located, or should I should I put this somewhere, maybe on an external drive? You know, and how about if a virus comes in and tries to attack my VPN connection? 
what I wanted located on my on the root of my my hard drive where all my other stuff is located you know that's something I hadn't thought of but it is a good idea to probably move it somewhere else where ah. it could be accessed so so installing it on a more external drive like or an external drive uh, would probably be a, a good practice right so just I would in case just in case somebody like Lutz wants to come along and attack you, <laughs> he wouldn't go to your program files, find your VPN program, and try to kill it. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, another nice thing about NordVPN is they have an automated kill switch where if the VPN server ever goes down for any reason, it automatically kills your internet connection so that you know that none of your information is suddenly being leaked on the open internet as opposed to being routed through the VPN. Oh, nice. So it's, it's, it's like the engine on my car. It's got a little kill switch if somebody tries to steal it. Yeah. That's a good idea. So, so it's easy to install. We, we know what it's about. Uh, is there anything you should use VPN with? Like I heard... I heard you could use VPN with Tor to increase security. Yeah, you can do that. And uh, I know these days they're using something called garlic, right? I mean, it's, it sounds like something out of a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you have onion routing, then you have garlic routing. They're a little different. But do, do you use any, any, any additional services tacked on to your VPN service? I personally like to use I2P. I2P, what is that? Is that like garlic? Yeah, that uh, Garlic's very healthy for you. I mean, it's not very good for your, your thinking, but it does kill lots of bacteria. But that aside, continue. Uh, I2P uses garlic routing, and it's... Uh, nice thing about it is it's smaller than Tor. It's less used, which means it draws less attention from people. So there's much more people trying to hack into Tor than there are trying to hack into ITP. Oh, I see. So right now, Tor is is wearing the red shirt. The bulls are trying to attack those guys. Tor's got the big red shirt with a huge bullseye on it. Ah, all right. I see. And and I is I two I two P or garlic a lot diff, more difficult? Is it a better better protocol? Then, uh, then what's that other one? Uh, Tor? Is, is, is there... It's in some ways worse than others. Like, uh, I know I was actually talking to JL777 about using onion routing, or not onion, uh, garlic routing for uh, dark coin, or Bitcoin dark, sorry. And the reason he chose not to do it is because it uses, it allows people to send more information in one packet, as it's called, which means it's easier to take down the network, even though it's harder to tell information about people using it. What, what, what are these packets you speak of? What are you talking about? Well, What's a packet? 
it's like a little bundle of information sent over the internet. Like when you access a website, uh, they are sending you usually uh, TCP packets. Are these like little envelopes? Yeah, you can think of them like that. Uh, it's just Any a little bit of information sent at a time, and your computer can either accept it or refuse it. So, so the information that goes from one area to another area is sent through little envelopes. Do these, do these envelopes have encryption, or can Lutz come along and grab one of these envelopes and read the information from them? Well, that depends on the packet you're using. I mean, when you're using uh, garlic routing or onion routing, the packet is encrypted. If you're not using anything, uh, it's usually not. Like, if you see the little HTTPS on a website, right. it's going to be encrypted. And the, and the packets that come along will be encrypted also? Yes. Uh, that's why, that's why it's, it's good to have HTTPS on your website. One of the reasons. I know, I, I build websites on the side for fun, so... <laughs> I, I never really use HTTPS unless there's some type of sensitive information or people are actually logging on to the site. Yeah. So, so in general, uh, you, you say, so I have to use a VPN and then everything we've spoke of in the past episodes, which is a firewall, antivirus, uh, any, anything else I should be using? Uh, depends on what you're doing on the internet. The more stuff you layer on, it's going to slow things down a little bit. Uh, but... Will, will it slow down my computer? Uh, how fast is the, the internet connect? If if I love my the speed of my internet connection, say I could download like 10 movies in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking about good movies, MKVs. Really, yeah, like one point five gigs each. Am I? Am I? Is my internet going to go slower if I'm connected to VPN? Usually, a little bit slower, but it shouldn't be very noticeable. I notice these things. Huh? I notice these things. <laughs> if it goes slow, if it goes slower, I get very upset. It will go slower if you're connected to a VPN because it's having to route to the VPN and then to wherever you're trying to access. So it's two steps instead of one. So it's a trade-off? Yes. In order for security, to get good security, I have to deal with a slower internet connection? Yeah. All right. I can and that. the more VPNs you add, the more you're going to notice the difference. And if you add Tor or I2P on top of that, you're going to notice the difference even more. What have you ever heard of Strong VPN? What's Strong VPN? Is that a new service? Is that is that like uh, Nord VPN? It sounds like it, but honestly, I don't know. One of our our listeners are, are saying he uses Strong VPN. Ah, sounds strong. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, yes, it is another VPN service. So, but but you recommend NordVPN because it has two 
it has two VPNs stacked on top of each other. How, how about this VPN coin? You heard of this <laughs> crypto called VPN yes. coins? Uh, I've fiddled with it a bit. Uh, I tried to set up my own VPN server, but it didn't work. Uh, right now, it only works with Windows Server editions. And I'm unfortunately on Windows 8. Oh, so you have to use VPN coin on a server operating system? No. You can use the coin anywhere, but you can't set up your own VPN. Uh, or you can't host a VPN, I should say, without Windows Server. Oh, for hosting, like, hosting websites? Yeah, except you're hosting a VPN where other people can access the VPN, uh, and you get paid for it. So, I, and, and you have to forgive me, because I know about VPN, but so far I can't even get the, the wallet to work. It's driving me nuts. And I, I know it works for other people, but for me, so far, VPN coin has not worked. And I think maybe because I'm using Windows 8.1, is that is that possible? Uh, no, because I'm using Windows 8.1 and I got it to work. All right, stop bragging. <laughs> so maybe you can help me after the show get it, get the damn thing to work because I have like a million VPN coin and I, I I haven't been able to stake them since day one. Hmm. So so VPN coin. Is that is that a service I could use to use to uh, like NordVPN? Can I use VPN coin as as NordVPN works? Is it a client? Can I download it like like NordVPN? Like how does this crypto work? I, I know it's the people say it's genius. Why? It is. Uh, it's like put it this way: it's not one VPN you can access. Rather, it's it's like a VPN superstore. Like, you go in and you can buy VPNs in China, VPNs here, VPNs there. Or, you could even host your own VPN and have people buy it from you. Do I get paid if I host? Yes. And you can set the price. Oh, very expensive. <laughs> So, but but if I if I host the VPN, that means that they're using my IP address, right? Yes. So if somebody decides to go to a, a baby porn site, you know, wouldn't it look like I'm doing that? Wouldn't I get in trouble for something like that? Yeah, unless you can prove you're hosting a VPN, in which case they'll let you go. But they might ask you who was connected to it. Right, and but I wouldn't know because that's anonymous, no? Or it is there is there a mixer? I mean, like like what what you said, or you know, the IP share. Does VPN coin use IP share? You said that's one of the requirements. VPN coin, I think you can use it, but it's optional. Uh, and so if somebody comes along to me, if if the if the feds come to my door and want to know information, I could just say, I'm using IP share. I have no idea who's connected to what. Well, if they come to your door, you'd have to say, well, it's one of these people, but I don't know which one. So the, the installation, yeah, can you walk me through the installation of VPN coin? I mean, 
not not the exact installation, but I download the wallet, right? Yes. And then, and then from there I open it. What what do I do from there? I mean, not that I've gotten that far, but I, mean, I download it, and then it goes through a little installation wizard. If you know what that is, I'm sure you've done it. Like for almost everything you install on a Windows computer, they have what's called a wizard. Yeah, I think I remember what those things are. Yeah, and uh, it just sort of walks you through it, and oh, it, it, there's an actual wizard. That walks you through step by step what you have to do to set it up. Yeah, uh, you just provide it with what location you want to install to, and it installs it. Nice. So, so once it's installed, I, I have a selection of any VPN I want, like a superstore you said. So, if I wanted a VPN from Russia, I could get one from Russia. If I wanted one from Italy. Yeah. Cool. That, that sounds. I, I I really want to get that working. There's only one thing I would caution people with when using it. Uh, it's that right now, uh, the coin transactions aren't really anonymous. Uh, so they can tell who bought the VPN. Uh, so they know who is using what VPN location. If they're using IP sharing, that's great. But... Uh, they can also use that information to tell, let's say, uh, what your wallet address is for VPN coin. Whoa. And, and from there, uh, they can tell, you know, what wallet addresses are sending to this wallet. And it becomes, it quickly becomes dangerous. Which is why there are a number of things they can do to improve this and make this situation much, much, much better than it currently is. But how, right now... How could they do that? Uh, one way is to implement some of the stuff that Bitcoin Dark is doing. Uh, another way is to use uh, token-based authentication, which is what CryptoStorm uses. I know there's a number of our listeners who are using it as a VPN. So, so token-based is a feature I would want to look for in a VPN service also? Yeah, right now, there's only one VPN that does it, and that's CryptoStorm. I, I, I really want to ask you right now, what, what is token-based? Because I really have no idea about VPNs. I, I mean, I'm just a simple network administrator. I have no idea okay. what, what the, these, these VPN things are. I, I know... I set it up for the company and I, I implement it and that's it and that, it go I haven't I haven't heard from it since so <laughs> VPNs are, are like a, you set it up once and you know people are connecting and using it and there's really no upkeep okay so normally to buy a VPN you need a username a password and an email address to sign up you got to give them your email address for a lot of VPNs, yes. Oh. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And you can always give them like a fake, uh, not a fake email address, but one of those temporary uh, temp email address. Gotcha. Just create one just to throw it away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what token-based authentication is, is it allows somebody to buy a token 
which is basically just a series of numbers and letters that allows you to connect to the VPN instead of a username and password. And that person can then sell the token to somebody else, which is then sold to somebody else, which is then sold to somebody else, until finally somebody decides to use it. And so, because of that, uh, they can tell who originally bought the token, but they can't say, let's say, the Bitcoin address of the person who's finally using it. So it's, it, it's, so this, it's sort of like an algorithm, like a hash. Is it a, a salted hash? Uh, that, that's too complicated. We'll save that for later on. <laughs> HMAC MD5. All right, so uh, is there is there once if I have this algorithm, this if I have this this big encryption of numbers and letters, is there any way to decrypt that? I know I know that's something I like to do on the side for fun. Uh, it's not really something you decrypt because it's chosen at random. It's not really based off of anything. Uh, the thing is, it's used for is to say. Uh, okay, I'm accessing this for X number of months. I see. So it doesn't really represent any any specific password? It's, no. It's, it's, more, it's more correlated to uh, if you use this password, it forwards you to this encryption, this, 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 this long string of numbers and letters. But, yes. the, but the numbers and letters don't really represent anything? No, the only thing they allow you to do is to access the VPN. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm running out of questions here. I, I think I think I understand. Uh, so I'm definitely going to try using the VPN coin today. Uh, any 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 other uh, input on VPNs that we could put out there for people who just have no idea what VPNs are or never used it before? Any recommendations for these? You know these new guys. I uh, I mean, they will, will, will it, is it is it a good idea if I have twenty wallets on one computer to use VPN? Yeah, I would say so. Oh, I had an idea. How about you know you know the way you're saying you could host the VPN? Right? Yeah. How about if I connected to another VPN and then hosted? Then, that would be pretty cool. Then you would be pretty safe from anything. Right. So then whoever's using my VPN that I'm hosting is really two VPNs. Right. Isn't really using mine. It's using the one I'm connected to or the seven I'm connected to. Exactly. That's a good thought. I, uh, I hadn't thought of that. I get, I get some light bulbs every once in a while. <laughs> so, so, uh, that's, that's pretty much, a. A scoop right there. Uh, so you uh, you recommend VPN? I mean, what, what are we going to talk about next week? What, what what topic should we talk about next week? That's a good question. Do you have any ideas? Well, so you're asking me, and I'm... I I really want to I really want to learn more about teleport. Ooh, that would be a fun topic. I, it's, it's it's you, you know you're saying. You were saying earlier that you know it could be better. VPN coin could be better if it used some of the features of Bitcoin Dark, right? Yeah. 
And that feature specifically, probably what you're talking about is teleport, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, James is, is an amazing character. He's He came up with teleport, right? I believe so, yeah. And what, uh, I mean, is it, you think it would be easy to, to use teleport with VPN coin? Uh, it would be easy for users, uh, maybe not so easy for the devs. Oh, it's because they would have to create it, right? Yeah, although they could always borrow Bitcoin Dark's code. After all, they are part of Supernet now, right? Right, yes. They, all, the, all the coins, they share information, which is what makes Supernet amazing. All the devs kind of put all their brains in one place and they all come up with great ideas. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying being part of Supernet. I mean, uh, I know before Supernet, I was, uh, I was part of Vericoin. And I, you know, we're still part of Vericoin. Vericoin's part of Supernet. Yep. So, but under the Supernet umbrella, now we have all these other technologies we could explore into, which is... Is amazing. I know uh, Opal Coin is doing their own storage thing, right? You heard of the decentralized storage that they're doing? Yeah, and uh, I, I've i been working on my own white paper for a decentralized storage type thing, so I gotta keep that. Yeah. What are you gonna do with that? I was planning on submitting it to a cryptography convention right? Uh, and seeing if it gets anywhere. Would uh, your decentral is it a different type of solution? I mean, I, I know I know decentralized storage would mean that there's a piece of my information parity. Let's not use confusing one. Uh, a little bit of my my information would be stored here, and then maybe some would be stored somewhere else, and then some you know in many different locations. Yeah. So that if I wanted to access that piece of information. You know, I would have to connect to connect it and get it from all these different locations, or or, yeah. or is it redundant? Would all the information be on one computer and then mirrored to to another computer, then to another computer? So if one got lost, then the other one. And I'm thinking raid in my head right now. It's a mix of splitting and redundancy. So. So there's a little, little bit of parity and there's a little bit of mirroring going on? Yeah, it's sort of like the file's broken up into small chunks. And then each chunk has several duplicates, but all in different locations. Ah, so if, if my hard drive were to fail, I'd still be able to access it? Yeah, and if their hard drive failed, you'd still be able to access it. And if one of the file chunks, uh, one of the computers hosting one of your file chunks failed, uh, then a new one would pop up in its place. So if I, so what do you think in the future? If I wanted to host a website, would I be able to host it through one of these decentralized storage uh, services? Where, uh, you know, if the feds come down and take down my website for any reason, I mean, they they could take it down, but it'll still be up somewhere else. Huh? I hadn't thought of that, but you could definitely do that. That's a uh... See, you get these light bulbs more often than you think you do. And and if and if that is so, then the only weak spot in the idea is the fact that we use ICANN domain names, right? 
old domain names, dot coms, most of them come through ICANN, right? Yeah. So and that's that's especially now after they they just passed that that uh, internet that internet uh, regulation where ICANN is now submitted to uh, the government. Where the yeah, government that's, shares that information now. That's creepy. It's it's messed up. They they had to hand over their database from what I heard over to the government. So not the government no longer has to come in and say and ask for the information or you know even have a warrant or a subpoena to get the information. Now they have access to it all. So so they they know who's running the website when they're running it. You know uh, you know who owns it. That's why all, all my information on these things are always uh, all jumbled. You know Joe Schmo. Is is, Joe Schmo owns this one and he lives in Africa you know so you know but that could only stop them for so long yeah Uh, my my personal theory is if people could stop using names you know like nordvpn.com you know I, I know it's easier to remember but if you could if you could do use a a number instead people learn how to how to like kind of like the way we remember phone numbers, right? To call people. I mean, if they could remember the IP address, we wouldn't need to translate that IP address into a name. Yeah, and uh, you know, one thing uh, I2P does is it's actually mainly made for anonymous hosting of websites. Right. I heard the Silk Road is planning on using that. And uh, the cool thing about it is that while the website is hosted on one computer. Uh, it has a domain name on multiple computers, and anybody can go and even enter their own domain name for the website once they get its uh, its number. Nice. So, so when you say its number, its IP address, right? So, if I... but its IP address is actually a different identifying number because you don't want to use the IP address on something that's anonymous. Uh, it's I believe it's a base 64 number that's like 50 characters long or something like that. Uh, I can't remember it specifically, but... Uh, no, no, but we'll, we'll talk about that next. Yeah. Uh, what? So when I say people are dependent on names, I mean, you know, if they were to remember... If they were to go into their address bar, and instead of typing NordVPN.com, they would type 162.159.240.236... Press enter, it would bring them to the website. Yeah, and they would, and we wouldn't need a, a DNS translation. You know, what's DNS? Domain naming system, something like that, right? Uh, domain name service. Domain name service. It was close. Took my A plus a very long, long time ago. <laughs> and uh, and and then we, we could we could use IP addresses and get that whole variable of translating names out of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe people would come up with new solutions, like uh, you know, having an IP address book to get to things. Which is basically what ITP does. Ah, so ITP is like an address book that that uses a, a, another number to get to the IP address. Yes, it's pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, I I know the new Silk Road is planning on using it. I, I've been seeing articles on the news all over the place. That they want to use I2TP now for the new Silk Road, which Silk Road, you know, gets has a bad rep because of all that drug stuff. But uh, you know, it's basically a free market. I mean, you know, who 
you know, it's it's really sad that they that they stifle the free market. I mean, if they if you go on the street, you know, there's the the, the whole area. You know, if there's a free market everywhere. You know, if, if you wanted to buy drugs, you get it from uh, you know Joe Schmo down the corner. You know, so it's it's not like the free market doesn't exist. It does. It's just it's being put online. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, and and they're you know they're patting themselves on the back for stopping a, a drug a drug transaction or a sale online when thousands of them are occurring on the street. <laughs> and it's, it's it's actually pretty laughable. You know, so you know. They, Did you hear about that one guy who got? Uh who got busted and he kept logs of all his clients. That, that's stupid. Yeah, there was one guy who was using, uh, I think he was using Darkcoin, so all of their wallet addresses and their actual like home addresses where he had to ship the stuff to, oh, was bust- they busted him and then they had everybody else who ever bought from him. Oh my god. See, sometimes more up close and personal is better because then you just have to deal with meeting the guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's that's horrible. Log, we we don't like the word logs. We don't want anything to be logged. Uh, unfortunately, you know, people have their uh, people will always do stuff like that. Uh, unless you encrypt the logs, right? Is it, you know, but who's going to encrypt all that information? People don't even know how to do it. Actually, maybe next week we should, if we don't get to the teleport topic, we should talk about encryption and encrypting information. Yeah, that's a good one too. You know, so we, so people could learn how to encrypt their information. It, I, I think I even I even found uh, I used to use it a long time ago. There's a there's a there's like an encryption program where if you type on your computer, it actually encrypts everything you type as you're typing it. Oh yeah, uh, I believe uh, Zenmana does that. The anti-keylogger. Is that what that does? It's one of the things it does. Oh, I I I, I just thought it would, that was just an anti-keylogger, you know, that stopped uh, things from recording uh, your your keystrokes and your uh, clipboard. Yeah, and that's one of the ways it helps does that or helps helps does that helps do that. Oh. Blah. All right. Tanks tangled up. Right, so yeah, Zeman is Z E M A N A. I use it also. Definitely a necessity. Uh, it if you if you copy something uh, or if something on your computer copies something, it lets you know. It tells you, yo, this program is trying to get information from your clipboard. You know, you're like, oh, I didn't allow that. You know, and you, and you say no. You know, so that definitely a very important program to have. It's it rarely pops up, but when it does, you should be you should be scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, man. I, th- I think we're gonna call it a show. Yeah, sounds done. like. And any any more any more thoughts or uh, you know input you want to throw out there for VPN for today's topic? Uh, one last thought. Uh, if you can avoid anything which uses what's called an NIST encryption algorithm, because uh, they are actually known to have been tampered with by, well, the government, basically, uh, to weaken them and introduce back doors in which someone in the government could actually easy, easily decrypt the information, no matter what password you used. 
Oh, that's interesting. Doesn't the time from your computer come from time.nist.gov? I believe so, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that that was something to stay away from, though. And so don't use anything that has NIST. Make sure you, make sure you, make sure you have IP share, right? Yeah. Open VPN, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the best places to get a VPN from is probably Russia or more, uh, more free, freer countries in the United States with less rules. Yes. And, uh, and if you use VPN coin, make sure you use a VPN while using VPN coin if you're hosting. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I, I tried to get you know, a rep from VPN coin on today, but uh, they don't talk English. So hopefully in the future they fix that. They get, I heard they're, gonna, they're looking for a developer to join the team that talks English mm-hmm. and, and can translate for them. That's good. Yeah, so hopefully one day we have that. Because I know I need a lot of support. <laughs> All right, Colin. Great job today. Anybody? Nope. I, don't, I don't see any questions from uh, the listeners. So you have a wonderful day. Have a good Saturday. Everybody out there, you have a great Saturday. Relax. Chillax. Kibando comes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Chillax Hour. Uh, you know, we... We do, we do want to thank uh, Altnuts, A L T N U T S dot com. Uh, they do help us keep this radio station alive, uh, and they, they're a mining, they're a mining company. Do you use Altnuts? Yeah. You you have mining machines? Not really. All I do is X eleven stuff for your graphics card. Yeah. So I, I know I'm I'm mining I'm mining Fibre, or fiber if you want to be correct about it. Uh, through all nuts, you know, and I get I get a few a day. I'm happy with that. You know, each one of those babies are like diamonds. <laughs> they have a very low supply. Right, but uh, yeah, I, I want to thank Alt Nuts for helping keeping this radio station alive, and our other partners out there. Right, and I. Uh, that's about it. You have a wonderful day, Colin. Everybody out there, you have a great day. Enjoy enjoy your weekend. See you, Lutes. Later, buddy. Hey there, crypto miner. Help me. No, the other guy with the pocket protector. Uh, yes, you. Are you looking for a reliable multi-pool that automatically mines the most profitable altcoin, converts them to your favorite supernet coin, and sends them straight to your wallet? Well, I, I don't... I, I well, don't. look no further. Head on over to altnuts.com today. Got all your old favorites like X11, Scripts, SHA-256, ready to turn your hash into cash. Currently paying out tasty Supernet flavors like Opal Coin, Bitcoin Dark, VPN Coin, Fiber Coin, and Veracoin. Stop by the Supernet Multipool today at www.altnuts.com. 